ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position. Ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing. Cause I'll be willing and dealing. Find me the trade. Cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 161 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast. A proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. And I just dapped the camera somehow like someone was going to dap me back with me in the side seat tonight. The one and only Rocky Petrella. How are you tonight, Rocky? Doing good, doing good. Happy to be back here after a couple of weeks off. Uh, always love potting with you, Andrew. And, and very interested to talk to our guest tonight, someone we haven't had on before, someone I haven't talked to before. So it should be a good time. Yeah, so what we were just talking about before we went live is that, you know, we try to get some voices on this show that you might not hear everywhere or kind of get some different angles on things. And we don't mind having repeat guests. Of course, that's a fan. We're fans of those people, too. But I felt like I talked to Ronnie a bunch of times. We met at the expo, had a great time. And I felt like Ronnie would be a great guest for this show. So, Ronnie Evans, welcome to the Dynasty Junkies podcast. How are you, sir? Thank you, man. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's been uh, you've been a huge supporter. Uh, I went through a bit of a mental health journey earlier this year and have been for the last few years. I've come out of it. I'm making some moves within the industry and trying to just be as friendly as I can to as many people along this journey. I think this industry is great. And always shout out to the expo. Uh, I'm so happy to meet you there. We had a great time hanging out. And uh, for anyone watching, if you haven't been, it's worth it. just do yes. it. Yes. I think everybody that I've ever talked to that went to the expo loved going. I don't think I've heard of really anybody regretting it. There was, I think there was one guy last year, not this year, but last year that didn't have a great time, but that was about it. Otherwise everybody's had a blast and it's been awesome. So highly recommend it. I agree. And it's great to meet people and talk to people and kind of get to know other different angles in the industry. Uh, With that in mind, I guess, Ronnie, just in case uh, people haven't heard of you or don't know who you are, like, what is it that you, what would you say you do here? Like, what what is it that you do in the (laughs) fantasy space and why would people know you? Um, A lot of interesting stuff, hopefully, that comes out in the next year. And I know everyone likes to say that, but genuinely, I have been fortunate enough to intermingle and talk with some very important people within this space. And I'm hoping to do some stuff that I can be really proud of. But I currently hop on people's shows and I played fantasy football for 20 years as of next off season. And um, I focus on dynasty focus on IDP. I am helping out the sports affiliate just through support and a little bit behind the scenes right now, which is where Greg Kellogg is and like JC dynasty, Iggy, all of those guys, they're fantastic. I've been with gridiron ratings for the last three, four years, helping Jeff behind the scene. And that's been a, evolving door of a kind of amalgamous in a good way uh shifting not a blob but a, a shifting website in terms of its approach to fantasy and uh, he just actually launched a couple weeks ago he paid a web dev to come in and clean up the site 
whole nine yards and uh it launched i think seven weeks ago and so go check it out it's gridironratings.com and i'm on twitter at ronnie a evans and my mental health nonprofit is at fantasy proceeds love it i knew that you had a lot to get through and i'm glad that you said it all because i wasn't sure if you were just going to say i just hang out on twitter like no i'm glad you went through and did everything uh it has been a a good time getting to know you i know you mentioned some of the mental health struggles i think a lot more people deal with that than, sure. than really are willing to talk about and i thought it was great of you to kind of you know mention some of that at right out of the gate it, it is uh Open it can be book, rough man. sometimes just living in this yeah. world we're in so yeah so yeah as i always say dms are open i know ronnie's are as well if you ever need help you ever need a hand you just want to vent about something we're here to help i'm sure rocky would appreciate that as well but i know with all of his kids it's tricky for him to get back uh, <laughs> just giving you a hard time, Rock. Uh, well, so let's get right into it. We've got a lot to get into tonight. Uh, the game is still just about at halftime. There was just looks like an interception by the Saints, uh, which is kind of entertaining. A pretty good game so far. It's two ETN touchdowns. But yeah, I mean, it's it, this is an interesting one. But uh, let's look at some of the news. We, we started with, and I'll kind of go with the worst news, I suppose. Anthony Richardson officially done for the year. They pretty much have, have, have announced that he's having the surgery on his shoulder. I think it's the best thing for him to do long-term for his career, but it stinks if you have him in any league and I have him in a couple. Uh, and as a rebuilding team, I'm now looking at him as a perfect target. Like, okay, let's get some points off my roster. Maybe I can go get some value in Anthony Richardson, but Rocky, I'll kick it to you first. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Does it change his dynasty value at all? What are you doing with him? All that stuff. Yeah. I, I don't think it really does change his dynasty value. Uh, I mean, it's his rookie year. Uh, everyone, he did nothing in the time that was, he was in there to get anybody, you know, damper any expectations for him. He, he looked good from a fantasy perspective anyway. Uh, wasn't too, too bad as a passer either. So like just from an NFL perspective. So like, again, there's no reason to just because he's out for the year. Uh, I mean, if you're a content, even if you're a contender, I should say, I, I, I am not looking to move him because, most likely, if you had Anthony Richardson, you probably weren't depending on him anyway coming into the season if you were a contender. So uh, why sell him now when if there is any dip at all, it's right now and it's just going to go right back up to where he was when he comes back next year. So uh, that's basically where he's at for me. Rebuild contender. I'm fine. I, I He's basically a hold as far as I'm concerned. I don't I wouldn't even call him a buy just because I don't think there's going to be a dip. I think anybody who has him likes him and doesn't want to isn't going to want to move off of him. Well, that's a fair point, too. I mean, honestly, this is a it's a weird situation because he's a, a very young, obviously a rookie quarterback that, that can run and has shown enough in the four weeks or so that we got to see him that I feel like everybody was like, oh, OK, he's the guy we thought he's the guy. He's the guy we thought he was going to be. And I'm very excited about that. I'm not sure that changes his value much in dynasties. So that's kind of nice. Ronnie, are you kind of on that same page? I think it's important. I, uh, first of all, yeah, Rocky nailed it. I agree. I'm not selling him. I've got him in two leagues and dynasty leagues. I, he's, I'm holding on to that Rocky number one player in fantasy during the games that he played. I mean, he he proved to be, yeah, like you alluded to, everything we thought it could be and a lot of the hype proved to not just be hype. He's been a fascinating case study to go back and look at his college tape and try and figure out exactly what Florida was doing wrong with him. But um, one important <laughs> note on him is these injury concerns they go back to high school. It has been something that has been prevalent with him every single year, every step along the way. And I don't love labeling certain players injury prone, but I do think that human beings have different levels of dexterity. That's a, just a scientific fact. And it shows up in professional sports. Anthony Richardson, he's struggled with it his entire career so far, dating back to when he's a teenager. 
And so my move right now in Dynasty with Anthony Richardson, a uh, great example. I'm in a league where thankfully, first time in seven years, I've decided to try and tank because of how captivating next year's class is. <laughs> and uh, I had Anthony Richardson and Joe Burrow. And so uh, things weren't going super hot anyway. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to pair Richardson with another at least above average quarterback for the time being because there is an element of risk that is unavoidable. The best ability is availability, and that's his number one red flag. It was for me when he was coming out. Uh, I That's my hesitation with him, but don't ship him. I'll be quiet. I love Anthony Richardson, man, even though no, I'm a Balls fan. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head there. If you're rebuilding, he's a fine option to kind of stash on your roster, but I think Tater will put it really well, too. AR is a very bad buy in redraft. I agree. In redraft, I would not be buying Anthony <laughs> Richardson. There's no reason. Right. But I love that logic. Uh, I think the other thing you mentioned, which I want to hit on, was pairing him with an above-average quarterback, and that kind of pairs up with another piece of news that Kyler might be coming back here pretty soon. Is Kyler Murray a good kind of quarterback maybe to pair with Anthony Richardson? Do you feel like that would be a good above-average quarterback option to kind of go with on a rebuild? I can see it, yeah. Anyone, anyone that I think can have weekly top 12 upside any given week, um is of course a fine play in dynasty and i want to pair those guys but i think if you can get into that top 15 range like those guys in that 8 to 12 8 to 15 range you can trade for them kyler murray's in that range right now i bet you when he comes back he's not a top seven quarterback um this year so no, yeah. i don't think so what about you rocky you on you on that kyler train or you think he's someone you're, you're willing to go acquire on a on a rebuild specifically I mean, I don't know about now, but I have been um, this mm. this year uh, because of the injury, because of the dip in value. Uh, he's been a top 10 quarterback fantasy-wise every year he's been in the league. Uh, I did expect him to come back this year, and I, I did throw it on the show sheet. The practice window is open. It does look like he's coming back. Um, so, and, and I mean, he's tailed off, but we saw Josh Dobbs looking halfway decent this year. So I, I still think Kyler can uh can perform at that top 10 level is if he's healthy uh if not he will next year but uh, i don't care if it's in arizona or not he's gonna he's gonna be a starter somewhere he's gonna be uh he's gonna be good he's not he's not gonna be elite but he's gonna be good and from a fantasy perspective he's gonna be in that top 10 8 7 range because of the rushing ability i like that i think that's a fair way to put it um i think there's some trepidation about kyler there has been all season right and i think you hit on something perfectly there it's that i have been buying him but not now like now is his value just took a bump why would you buy now like now he's finally coming off the ir and people are hopeful again like now is not the time to buy him i kind of agree with that logic right now might yeah. not be the time to sell him either though because he hasn't played yet he hasn't shown anything like you might want to wait and see at least until I, think, he's I, I would be more willing to, to buy than sell him right now i don't think i would be too i don't think it yeah. values really acclimated to the news yet no, at least in the leagues and the circles i talked to no, that's perfectly fine. I'm just saying his value is higher than it was a week ago. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like sure, now is not sure, the best time to buy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's still a buy for sure. I think if you can still If get we want to play the stock market, market game, though, his yeah. value is probably at the beginning of the logarithmic uptick. And so yeah. I would still uh, try to buy him right now. If I could. Well, and that's kind of why I wanted to bring him up with Richardson, because I think if you've got Richardson and you, and you like Richardson and you want to hold on to that, maybe you could go acquire Kyler from the guy and find out, you know, maybe there's an option you can get some other points off your roster. If you're truly yeah. trying to tank, you know? And I, I do think both it? of those guys are going to be top 10 quarterbacks, in my opinion. But, I mean, Greg here in the chat, friend of the show, Greg, no, two injury-prone QBs. I mean, I don't disagree with that logic, Greg, but sometimes yeah. you got to take some risk. you got to get some risk it for the biscuit. You know what I mean? What do you think on that one, Ryan? Can I, 
I, I just want to throw out. I said all of that, but I don't love Kyler. I don't own him anymore. Okay. In Dynasty. Um, too many red flags. I don't have any more. I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think I have any more for him either. I think I've, I got rid of the one or two shares I had right when he got injured, just because I was like, I went off this ride. Like I don't know where it's right. going, and I don't like right. the direction. I think, but I, I think, you know, I think I, the unique value proposition with him right now is simply that his market share value is going to rise over the next two to three months. So if you can get in before it peaks, which it might actually over the next three or four months, um, then you sell him. That's what my move would be, and I do that sometimes. Yeah. And I think I like Kyler in general a little more than you guys, but uh, that that was where uh, the shares I have are all basically from this year buying low because no nobody nobody liked it. Everybody wanted to sell them th- this off season. So uh, and again, like uh, Ronnie just said, his value is going to rise once he returns, once he puts up a couple good fantasy games, and he shows he's at least healthy for now. Uh, yeah. then uh, you will be able to sell him yeah. for more, especially than if you got him in like April or something, you'll, you'll be able to sell him a lot more. But even like Ronnie said, if you get him, you get him now, I think his value is going to increase. I would agree. And I think Scott would talk about this in a portfolio sense and say, you know, now would be the time to sell if you bought him low, like let's get out on some of these shares, all that kind of thing. Uh, I, I definitely think there's some value in getting rid of him and, and taking some profit better than none and, and kind of not risking. That's fine too. Uh, I think there's plenty of ways you can play this, but I'm excited to see what happens with that. Uh, the other the other stuff I want to talk about, I guess, the other stuff I put in the news, the Rams backfield is a mess now. That This is not what we wanted, right? We had Kyron Williams kind of coming out of nowhere and dominating that backfield, and then he gets hurt. And then they put in Ronnie Rivers, not Ronnie Evans, Ronnie Rivers uh, <laughs> to that backfield, and he gets hurt, and he gets put on IR too. So now the Rams are looking at, I mean, Zach Evans and, and maybe – what, what's the uh, Daryl Henderson? Daryl Henderson was Darryl in the middle Henderson, of a maybe? Yeah. 72 hour Call of Duty marathon when they got the call to suit up. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe, yeah. I Royce, believe Royce Freeman is there. Royce Freeman? So. Yeah. It's like yeah. Royce Freeman is another option. So, now we have no, I, I'll be honest, and I don't know anybody that is going to be confident on this. We don't have a clue what this backfield is going to look like, right? Like there's a lot of people out there saying one thing or the other or assuming one thing or the other. We, we have no clue. And I said this actually on the uh, FYF, the Front Yard Fantasy Show on Tuesday. I was like, it makes me just not want any of them really at this point. I kind of want to put them all on my bench and just sort of see what happens, but I don't feel comfortable starting any of them at this point. So I'm, I'm just kind of waiting to see, you know, you got me amped up. This is I, Go ahead, the, guy that's, the guy that's behind me right now. So Puka Nakua <laughs> has, has flourished before Cooper Cup came back and he's still playing somewhat the same role, but they're both intermingling and underneath routes. But now yeah. that the Rams are going to theoretically lose their rushing threat. Uh, let's say that Zach Evans is the guy. Um, is he there? Am I mixing that up? Who am I thinking? No, Zach Evans. He's, yeah, okay. yeah, he's the rookie there. Yeah. Brand um, part. So let's say that he <laughs> is the running back this week. They're not going to be able to rely on the running being the way they have, and the underneath routes are going to become their rushing attack uh, in many ways. And so Puka Nakua, if you look at his splits, I don't know they have the exact numbers off the top of my head, but he dominated. He dominated on like you ever played Madden, the little drag route. Yeah. Yeah. Like 50% of his catches came from <laughs> yep. that. The game plan that is going to move forward if they have to move the ball downfield and put up with any sort of uh, flack from their defense is going to have to come when underneath plays and then deep shots to Cooper Cup and occasionally to do Atwell. I, I think Puka might be a smash this week and he might rebound big time. But I, You're I don't getting know. ahead I, of me. 
I'm not touching the running backs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. You're you're going right where I thought you would go because you have Puka in the background is that this backfield's a mess and I don't really want any of them. But you know who I want more this week is Puka and Tutu, which what a great, you got Cup, Puka, and Tutu. Like what a a name group these guys have. But I'm with you. I think all of these receivers are going to see a lot more little dump offs. They're going to see a lot of bubble screens. You're going to have the passing game be the running game, I think. And that's kind of where I'm I'm more excited about the passing attack and the and the receivers than I am about the running backs. Rocky, what are your thoughts though on this whole Rams situation right now? Are you invested in any of them in Dynasty? Are you catching any of them? Are you picking them up on waivers? What do you think of these guys? I, I think you guys pretty much nailed it with, with the whole Puka thing and the passing game. Uh in terms of the running backs, I mean I, those kind of backup guys are sometimes interesting to pick up. Uh, I guess some, uh, in this case, like a Royce Freeman is probably, is probably even on waivers in a lot of dynasty yep. leagues. So I, I would be willing to throw fab at him just to see. Uh, I mean, I'm not, Kyron is, it doesn't sound like more than a month at, at, at most is what it's, at least from what they're saying. I've heard a few weeks or something like that. So, I'm not that interested in actually acquiring any of these guys. Uh, and like you said, I think it's a giant mess. I don't expect any guy to kind of have the role Kyron Williams did. I mean, hell, when Cam Akers was there, he didn't have the role Kyron Williams did. Right. So uh, I, I don't think that any of them is – I have some Zach Evans shares uh, just from drafting him late in rookie draft, so I'm kind of hoping he's the guy. I can use him for a game or two. Uh, that's kind of – I have the Puka – I. It, Actually, all three of these guys, Puka, I have some shares for the same reason. And then Kyron from, I was, I didn't even know how many Kyron shares I had until he started going off at the beginning of this year. Um, I, I didn't even realize I had him like eight or nine leagues. I was like, wow. Um, so uh, it, it's kind of a bummer there, but uh, I'm not really interested in, in any of the other guys uh, until he comes back. Yeah, I was only interested in Kyron because he had the full job. It was a volume type play, yes. and I don't know where the volume's going to go, so I'm kind of out, right? And I do think it goes to the passing game, which is going to be fun. Uh, another backfield that could be kind of a mess, and and we'll see what happens is the Dolphins' backfield. And Jeff Wilson is now looking like he's likely to return with Raheem Mostert and Savan Ahmed kind of all taking over with Devon Chan not being there anymore. I think this Speaking is again of one of those. Prone, by the way, is that the most well, injury prone backfield in like history maybe. in NFL history? Maybe. Yeah, it's this is one of those things where I don't know who to bet on because at any minute any one of them could go down and the other blows up. It's almost the exact opposite of the Rams, where I feel like none of them are starting. It's almost like all of them are starting because you never know where the other guy's going to go. Uh, I did write about uh, Jeff Wilson a little bit this week in, in a Sleepers article for Fantasy Pros. I just think he could be the guy because he's been there a pretty long time. He is very fast and knows the offense. And Raheem Mostert, they obviously don't like giving him all the carries. So it's kind of like, well, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll just kind of play it by ear. We'll kind of, maybe Jeff Wilson is the guy to go. Uh, but Ronnie, what are your thoughts on the Dolphins backfield, I guess? Where should where should we go with that? Where would you go? I uh, I, I have always, even had an end of the season. Um, uh, now nah, I'm forgetting his name. We literally just just said it. Not Jeff Wilson. The Raheem other. Mostert? Ahmed. kind of the afterthought for me um but i think you uh you want to have whoever the healthy running back is heading into the week number one on the depth chart they're probably an rb1 and uh it's a ridiculous offense it sounds ridiculous to even say that but you could go plug in salvin Ahmed, and i think he'd be an rb1 <laughs> yeah <laughs> if he yeah. got the work it's that kind of offense out. yeah mm-hmm. 
So uh, I'm, I'm happy to roster any of them. It's hard to make any predictions because it all relies on injury. But right now, I think Raheem Mostert's going to be the RB1 over the next four weeks. And I like in all of fantasy. Uh, it's my bold prediction. And I'm not worried about Wilson and these other guys. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, we got Greg in the chat here saying his stud to sit this week is Mostert. And I mean, sitting Mostert is an interesting. I disagree with I that, Greg. I, I don't know if I would do that, but I like that. That's a that's a bold call. I'll give you I that get one, Greg. the Eagles run D has been good and their secondary is trash and they just their one decent safety is hurt. <laughs> and, and I will. Uh, they got Nakobe Dean coming back this week, so that is a point in favor for Greg. If there's anyone on any NFL defense right now that can go and keep up with the Dolphins running backs, it's probably Nakobe Dean at middle linebacker. But I'm I'm with you on Mostert though, uh, especially while while Chan is out, and, and we should we saw too that the, the two of them could coexist even when they're yep. they're both there and be BRB ones even. Uh, but but yeah, I, I until he hurts something else. Uh, I love Moster. Moster's been ridiculous. Um, I would throw a second at Moster right now, even if it's only like even if he's only the starter for the next month. Like I said, if, if he stays, if he can stay healthy, even if he doesn't, and he comes back in December in your playoffs, uh, he he can he can pop off a big gain at any time. He he's uh, still fast, even though he's like thirtieth. Yeah. It, it, it seems crazy to me. He's thirty. He's like. I think he, I mean, I guess he had a late start kind of in the, especially being able to be a starter. It wasn't until probably like four or five years ago with the Niners or whoever that was. But, um, but yeah, I just think uh, exactly what Ronnie said. I, I love Mostert. Um, it was a super cheap guy. You could get the, this offseason. Nobody was even looking to acquire Mostert. If you got him, it was probably no. as a throw in a bigger deal or something like that. So, uh, and the fact that he's – is he still the RB1? I don't know if he, he might be behind McCaff- the RB2 behind McCaffrey at this point. But I, I know he's – now, yeah. Yeah. It, depending it, on the format too, but yeah. That he's offense is sure. just yeah. generating fantasy points at a ridiculous pace. So, Can I throw in one note in favor of Greg? I was actually in that Twitter space where he brought up Mostert. And it was uh, – they do – they they pick guys that they think might not finish in the top 12 that have currently been in the top 12 of the position for the week. So that was all – his only take on Mostert was that he might disappoint based on expectations in this matchup, which I, I do think is a very real possibility. And I do think yeah. he has a point in the chat that Wilson is the biggest spec. That's the one thing that worries me that – uh, he he could be now the goal line guy because especially when uh, all three or you know when a chance healthy he's he's a smaller guy. Um, what if all three are RB ones every week? <laughs> <laughs> well, if any offense can do it, it's probably Miami, yeah. right? They, they're just ridiculous right now. Uh, we've already kind of talked a little bit about Week Five, but I want to keep going a little bit further. Uh, I think that there were some I don't know there were some pros and cons to last week, and I don't know if there's anything we want to get too deep on. I know looking back is always kind of fun, but. I'm much more a fan of looking ahead. Uh, but anything you want to talk about looking back on week seven, or sorry, week, yeah, week six, Rocky, and then we'll look ahead to week seven. I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. Um, looking back at week six, I, I saw you, you know, you put this on the sheet, and it's kind of something we're doing most weeks. Uh, the one that occurred to me, it's really kind of the past couple weeks, it's been interesting to see is um, Pitts and London. The, the Atlanta passing mm. game has actually picked up which has been interesting to see. And I, I, I'm not sure if that continues, but it's certainly very encouraging. Uh, I think London went over 100 yards last week. Uh, Pitts had a touchdown, I believe, two weeks ago. Pitts actually had like 70, 80 yards and, and like a handful of catches. Um, so it's uh, 
it's something to, to keep an eye on. It, not like Ritter was great though, because he did throw three picks. So from a real NFL from a fantasy perspective, it was fine. From a real NFL perspective, not so great. Um, and they did lose the game. But uh, I don't like Ritter that much. But if they actually give him some volume, those weapons are so good. And he actually, I think uh, Russ had mentioned, I think he completely. I think it was attempted or compl- I think it was completed 28 passes the last two weeks, which was, I would never have believed uh, the, the Falcons would complete 56 passes over two weeks because uh, between Arthur Smith's pension to run the ball and Ritter not being very good. But, but the fact that, the, that those weapons are coming on after like everyone's ready to give Kyle Pitts up for dead at this point, like three weeks into the season. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes going forward. Uh, you know, Bijan uh, needs to pick it up a little, but it was nice to see <laughs> London and, and Pitts not going off, but but looking uh, very start-worthy the last couple of weeks. Yeah, no, and on that QB note, one of the things I was really excited about in week six was Jared Goff, again, kind of dominating in a, in a league that nobody thought he could dominate it, and everybody was kind of writing him off after that Stafford trade. They felt like, you know, Goff is just getting thrown away. His contract is terrible. And here he is QB three for the second week in a row. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Lions are kind of on a tear right now. Right. Uh, I don't think anybody expected that outcome in Tampa Bay. Everybody was kind of worried about him going, you know, not playing well at, in, in away games and all this. And Goff comes out and just does it again. And I just think that he's one of those underrated kind of players that I'm just really excited to see how the rest of the season goes, both for him and the Lions. Really. I think that this is just it's just fun to watch a team like the Lions and the, the lack of kneecaps doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like. Dan Campbell's bitten them all off and it doesn't matter. We're just excited to be here. So that was, I was actually the only one I really wanted to bring up was Jared Goff, but Ronnie, anything for you on the uh, week six look back, anybody that you're excited about? Yeah, man. Where are all the young guys? All right. It's just <laughs> yeah. old. It's just old players. Rockies this in heaven. Is, uh, we got Raheem <laughs> Mostert, number one player in fantasy last week. Tyree Killey's about to be 32. Tua and Amon Ra will ignore you. <laughs> Cooper Cup. Jared Goof. He's not old, but he feels old. Travis Kelsey, uh, the Minnesota Vikings defense was a top 10 play last week. Half of them are like 50 years old. I don't know what's going on, but I need the, uh, as a dynasty and a Debbie guy, I was, there's plenty of young guys that did well last week, but I thought it was interesting. I think it was seven of the top 10 uh, individual players last week were over the age of 30. No, I like it. I think that's an interesting angle to take on it too, because yeah, age sometimes in dynasty can, you can, you can forget that the old guys can score points, right? Rocky, you're a big fan of old people. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I I am an old person, but um, we, we all are. Let's be honest. <laughs> but even on, on the on the season, not even just last week. There's a lot of like Mostert is RB two on the season. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is 27. I mean, that's not old, but for a running back, that's pretty up yeah. there. Yeah. Um. Uh. Thielen, I think, is like wide receiver three on the season. Uh, yeah, man. yeah, it's Good it's idea. a lot of the old guys. Yeah, it's Keenan, not, Keenan Allen, number four industry, still. Yeah. Keenan Allen. Yep. If this persists, we should host an industry wide like bingo game during <laughs> championship week. And it's funny you mentioned God, kind of Andrew, fun. though, because yeah, and I know I, looking at that, that was one of the guys I also thought of. It, it, Goff is like super underrated, like. He, he was doing this last year, yeah. too. I, I don't know where he finished QB-wise, but he was a QB1, I think. Nine, Maybe I think. Yeah, I, I and I just – he has no value. Well, not no value, but nowhere near the value. He, QB he's 10 becoming the new year. Kirk yep. Cousins almost to me. Uh, yeah, I like that comparison. <laughs> That's where, good. Yeah, he's you know he doesn't have yeah. the mobility, but he's, he's doing enough passing-wise, and they're – 
I wouldn't have expected it when he went to Detroit, but they've done a great job there building up the weapons. Goff's actually playing well, and uh, at least by Treyatic scoring, uh, he's QB five on the year, which is a little different with passing yards in a lot of leagues. But yeah, so he's QB four. He's tied lower. for QB four with uh, okay. a dead on tied at QB four with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I if mean, you grub- told me back in August that through six weeks, Mahomes and Goff would have identical points. I would have been like. I don't believe you. What happened to Mahomes? You know what I mean? Like, which was a fair question. question. And yeah. they're adding Jamison Williams now for the you know yep. he's gonna, as yep. he gets up to speed. So I mean, there's even more potential there. So yeah, yeah and, and Jameer Gibbs has been out for a couple weeks. Yeah, and you mentioned Kirk Cousins. Greg just brought him up in the chat again. Uh, Kirk Cousins is QB eight on the season, which again, like that's yeah. pretty stellar for and losing jo- Justin Jefferson and the running Woo! game there being kind of on, on the you know never know what you're going to get. I think it's interesting dropping. just to see some of these older guys that I know Rocky, you talk about it a lot that are usually considered like a QB two. Goff and Cousins are two of the perfect QB two kind of options. We talk about that a lot, and they're both top ten. I mean, that's yeah. that's they're I totally dynasty QB twos. Nobody yep. has them in their dynasty top twelve, but correct, they, they can give you low end one production. Yep. Yep, and we're seeing it now. So if you're contending, if you've got those guys on your team, you're probably contending. Let's just put it that way. Yep. Uh, with that, we're going to pivot to look ahead now to week seven. Uh, there are six teams on a bye this week. This is the Binado. I believe Heath Cummings is the one that coined that term, and I'm just going to keep using it because I think it's great. And Bipocalypse sounds just too negative for me, but it's just a whirlwind of buys. We've got Carolina Panthers, Cincinnati Bengals, Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans, New York Jets, and Tennessee Titans. Uh, there, there's a lot of fantasy relevant players on those teams. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. It's like that, uh, that gif of Ralph Wiggum in the bus. I'm scared. You know, like that's what it reminds me of because a lot of my lineups are just, Ooh, there, there are some bad ones. There was, I think there was one I had to, I had to pick somebody up. All of my bench was on a buy. I'm like, well, that's going to be interesting. So I needed to fill a spot and I had to drop somebody. Uh, this is what happens. We get some of these weeks in the NFL. I think week eight or is it week 10? One of those weeks, there's no buys. They get like a gap in the middle where everybody plays again. And then there's buys again. I don't know what they're thinking here. Um, but with that, I know, Ronnie, you did a lot of great work on the sheet. I'll, I'll kick it to you first. I usually just like to say anybody that you're higher on or lower on. Like, is there anybody that you think we should be looking out for? Like, what are your thoughts on week seven? Yeah, yeah, I love this type of stuff. Um, so I've got my iPad pulled up here next to the camera. And then the the football game's actually over on my TV against the wall over there. That's why I keep well looking off. Um, should I watch football or keep talking to you guys? Keep talking, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so quarterback, I just went position by position trying to find one guy. And one of my favorite exercises each week is to go in and review quarterback, or excuse me, fantasy points against uh, team defenses, but then I like to break it down over the last four weeks, last six, and we're getting to that point in this season where I can start to do that in the three and four week increments because typically week one and two don't offer too much relevant data throughout the course of the season. Uh, right now, quarterbacks, I went and looked at Fantasy Pros ECR. I was actually very impressed. I, I didn't really see much in the quarterback landscape that's outside of the top 15 that I would jump in on right now, and that's a testament to how poor the quarterback landscape is this year. It's been weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, running back, Brian Robinson uh, versus the New York Giants. He's the running back 12 in ECR. He's my running back seven this week. I think the Giants are the third or fourth worst defense against um, running backs, and they're missing like half their players. They're they're in a tough spot. I'm into it. Jackson Smith and Jigba was uh, – <laughs> 
I think he was a penalty and a missed throw last week away from another 70 yards and a touchdown. Um, they're using those three receivers in that cap locket and Jansen and almost an interchangeable clip right now. It's equal time, equal target share for the most part. I think that uh, this this Arizona Cardinals secondary stinks. So into it, wide receiver 48. He's a wide receiver three for me this week. And then lastly, Luke Musgrave, he's back. He's looking good. And uh He's playing the Denver Broncos. I don't need to explain that one. <laughs> I love it. That's actually, that's the analysis. Hashtag analysis. He's playing the Broncos. Uh, you went through a lot there. I want to recap that. That was Tyrod Taylor, or Tyrod Taylor. I want to say it right. Uh, Brian Robinson, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Luke Musgrave. I agree with all of those. I think those are all terrific options. <clears throat> I've been a Brian Robinson fan all season. I feel like he's very underrated. It's kind of going as the second B Robinson in almost every league. Right. And Bijan obviously warranted to be the first, but Brian has been a very stellar running back in a lot of ways, uh, a lot of weeks. Uh, and I think it's interesting too, to think back, like we all kind of expected Antonio Gibson to be that guy. And then he wasn't. And then we were like, well, Brian Robinson got shot in the leg. And then is he going to play? Is he going to come back? And like, I don't know. Is he really, I, he's, he's outperformed my expectations. Let's just put it that way. On RB 15 in PPR. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. Brian Robinson for RB15, I would have been like, nah, I don't think so. Like that's top half of the NFL. That's pretty damn stellar. And that's with two, I think with two uh, Dolphins ahead of him, you know what I mean? With both Jan and Mostert, mm-hmm. both being in the top six, according to the latest scoring in PPR. But yeah, I love Brian Robinson. I thought that was a terrific pick and I completely agree with that. Rocky, you got any comments on these players that Ronnie brought up? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I like all those. I mean... Smith and Jigman scares me a little bit, just the Ooh, way yeah. they've yeah. been using him. Uh, a lot of real short stuff. Um, but I mean, you're kind of digging deep if you're talking about JSN anyway. So yeah. why not take the shot? Uh, and, and I love the Musgrave. Well, I, I actually, I, I didn't really break this down as much as Ronnie did. Uh, I was basically just looking and one of my ideas was, yeah, start your Packers. The Broncos, the Broncos defense yeah. is a dumpster yeah. fire. Um, so get a, get him at Aaron Jones, Romeo Dobbs, anybody. Just throw him in there, uh, and uh, I, I think you should be in for a pretty good day. And there's no, there's no. The only other thing I was looking at, I was just looking at the schedule. Ronnie was talking, and uh, the, there's no like lower level guys really to recommend. So this doesn't really help anybody, but. I expect the Eagles Dolphins game is just going to be massive points. It's definitely, I know it's the highest over under on the slate, but I think it's going to live up to that. I, I think you're going to see a, a major shootout. But like I said, that's like Waddle and Hill and Mostert and AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and Dandre. Like none of those guys are like guys you're not expecting stuff from. So is, uh, yeah, they're, all, they're all locked and loaded. I think he's, so. Yeah, I think I've heard. I, I, yeah, he's got a hand. He's right got, they, they did sit him and said he's got a hamstring soreness or something like that, but it doesn't sound like he's not going to play. Okay, good. Just yeah, no, I think it should be pretty good. good. And I know Greg has brought this up a couple times in the chat. Craig Reynolds, he keeps mentioning ah. Craig Reynolds. I love Craig Reynolds. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong, Greg. There, there's a I second hope Craig Reynolds has Reynolds a good week. <laughs> I, hope I hope so, too. Has a good yeah. week because uh, I, have an, uh, I have a fam- family and friends league that I uh, co-run with my son, and uh, we have Craig Reynolds starting this week in our RB2. That season. was who I had to pick up because of my weeks was Craig <laughs> yeah. Reynolds. I was like, yeah, I, you know, like it, he was on waivers, and I was like, I think he might actually be the guy. I'm not sure if Gibbs is going to play. Montgomery's definitely out. They don't seem to want to use Gibbs too heavily, even though I think they should. Like Craig Reynolds could get three touchdowns. We have no idea. So again, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a fine play. And Detroit is playing well. There's a, I mean, again, if you want to go with the yeah. narrative kind of angle, you could look at it like they're probably going to be ahead and need to ice the game. And you're much more willing to give Craig Reynolds junk touches than Jameer Gibbs getting hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, if you even they got the big boys up front. 
I'm not I was just gonna say, back yeah, yeah, even if Gibbs is playing this week, he's just coming back off injury too. So how much work are they really? They weren't giving him a ton what, of work again uh, when Greg, he wasn't hurt. So Greg providing a ton of content. This is awesome. He says Gibbs will play. I completely agree. I think Gibbs will play. I, I'm just I think not so sure too. if they're going to use him correctly because they haven't done that yet. And I don't see them leaning on him because again, they haven't done that yet. So I wouldn't be shocked if they lean on Craig Reynolds if they're ahead. There's just no reason to risk it. So I love Craig Reynolds this week. I think that's a great pick too. Um, to go back to your Terod Taylor, I think that's an interesting angle. I would rather not play Terod Taylor. I think this I mean, is either. one of those weeks. I'm I'm in one. I think there's a at least one league where my super flex is not a quarterback, right? Where like I I don't have the quarterbacks because I, I've invested heavily in Burrow. Uh, being a Bengals fan, of course, I've got a lot of Bryce Young, which I think is you know I think he's going to be good. Uh, I got a lot of uh, CJ Stroud too because I had a lot of teams where I just I wanted to get those those quarterbacks. All those guys are on a buy this week. Uh, you know, if you've got I have Ryan Tannehill in some leagues because he's dirt cheap and it might not be the greatest decision anyway, but he's on a buy. You got Dak on a buy. Like all these quarterbacks are on a buy. So there's definitely one or two leagues where I know I'm starting a receiver in my superflex, and I'm not really that scared about it. I think that's something we don't talk about enough is that sometimes starting a Terod Taylor in your superflex because he's a quarterback might not be the right answer here, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's be careful. We saw this on Sunday. Like, sometimes these these backups are backups for a reason. And even if Daniel Jones plays, I'm not sure I'm too stoked about that just because of the re-injury concern. And that, that team has been kind of all over the place. Like, that I'm just, line I'm is not so set bad. On, yeah, I'm just not set on line. any – they just lost another starter, too, I heard this week. Yeah. With like, another – again, you saw it last week, too. Like, I think it was Justin Pugh, right? Right off the – straight off the couch. Like, they're literally that desperate, and that means I don't want anyone on the Giants in my roster. Can I, I can let me it. let me can I let me defend my dignity here? I go ahead, go ahead. Host. Quarterback, none. <laughs> Tyrod. Yeah, I right was going to say I don't think <laughs> entirely fair. Entirely fair. Taylor either. He's I just wanted to mention the, 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 the whole. Just in case. I just wanted to mention the whole. You don't have to start a QB in your superflex. This is the kind of week where you don't, right? Because there are you're you're stretching it a little thinner with the six teams on by. You're looking at options that are backups or replacements or on bad offenses. You don't have to do that. Don't force it. Please don't make that. Sure, there's somebody out there listening to this that is like, I got to start a quarterback there. You don't. You really don't. You might have a fifth receiver that outscores Terod Taylor. That's And I agree with your none. That was the right answer. Yeah. Um, I, just to back <laughs> up your point, I have a couple contending dynasty teams where I am not starting a certain quarterback every week. Like I have one startable quarterback, but I, I am loaded up enough at the other positions that like you can do it. it. I wouldn't recommend it. I don't do it across most of my super flex leagues, but you can get away with it if, if the rest of your team is good enough. So especially in a week uh, where uh, you might have to throw a tailor in or uh, you know, somebody even worse, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily be doing that depending on what else you have on your roster. Yeah, and we've, we've seen some of the find me a trades even where there are some teams with four or even five starting quarterbacks. Like I've got one rebuilding team where I've got five starting quarterbacks in, in theory anyway, right? But they're all quarterbacks 20 to 30. You know what I mean? Like they're, none of them are good quarterbacks. They're all just like flyers. And then you've got other teams where you've got Pat Mahomes and Stetson Bennett and that's it. You know what I mean? Like there's just nothing else. And it's like, that's not the bad idea either. You can zig when others are zagging. So don't be afraid to make that decision. I know sometimes it can be tough only clicking one checkbox in MFL on QB and being like, is that really all I got? That's all I got. That's all we're going with. Yeah. You got a big guy. That's all you need. Right. I'm with you entirely. Uh, anything else you guys want to bring up about week seven, other than the stuff we've discussed? I think we covered it pretty well. Rocky, anything from you? Ronnie, anything? Nope. 
Perfect. I'm excited for football as always. So that's all I really want. Just no injuries. That's always what I just no injuries. Injuries make this game Dude, the, uh, much the more frustrating. Team this year is like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The injury team would, would be good. Justin Jefferson alone, right? You're, you're already doing well. Uh, we're going to move on to the, the next segment of our show. And this trade, I think, happened on Thursday last week, but I didn't put it on the sheet because we already had a trade and I wanted to save it in case we didn't have another one. And we didn't have another one. And it also brings up one of the players you mentioned, Ronnie. This was in DJ2 this week. Uh, with one of the best fantasy team names I have ever seen. And I'll be honest, I'm a big Office fan. I never thought of this one. It's Trey Lance, Lance Refrigeration. That's brilliant. I'm sorry, you win. That's a brilliant team name. Uh, but Trey Lance, Lance Refrigeration sent away Jackson Smith and Jigba to Fantasy Timeline to our co-host Drew and his uh, co-manager Josh for Tony Pollard. So Jackson Smith and Jigba for Tony Pollard. Rocky, I want to kick it to you first. When you saw this trade come through, what did you think about this? Which side would you prefer? Give us your breakdown. I actually think that's a really fair trade uh, in terms of, uh, you know, contending, not contending, obviously, is what it seems like. I, I, I don't remember the, you know, we have three junkies leagues. I don't remember. I assume that's what this is, though. Uh, yes. and, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, Tony Pollard hasn't been knocking out of the park, so. But neither is JSN coming out, you know, as a rookie either. So that that does not that people are are you're getting JSN cheap. I don't think Tony Pollard is cheap to get him, but uh, it's maybe a little less value than you might have gotten, you know, had had he had a better start. Uh, so if I want to if I want to win this year, I I I love getting Tony Pollard. I still think that offense is going to be pretty good. Um, he's definitely had, had his, uh, you know, had some good games here. Uh, I think he can get into the low end RB one territory. He was there last year. He was, I think like RB nine or something like that. Uh, so, uh, and as much as I like Jason and I do believe he will succeed, he's not doing it yet. And we don't know. I mean, you never know. So uh, you may be. Um, it seems like Ronnie thinks he does know, um, but <laughs> I, know, I do, I do believe he's going to be a good player in this league. It's just not, you know, he's got, he's got the other two guys there and they're not using them great right now, but anyway, uh, but there's still the chance that, that this really pans out for you. If JSN never hits, uh, but either way, I think it's a fair trade. Uh, I love getting those points right now. Yeah. And just to kind of back your point up before I give it to you, Ron, Ronnie, uh, Trey Lance, Lance Refrigeration is four and two and fantasy timeline guys are two and four. So Lance Refrigeration sent Jackson Smith and Jigbo for Tony Pollard as a contending team. I totally get that. Like you said, like that makes sense. And then as a rebuilding option or kind of pivoting to the future, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba might have a longer career and might be worth more in a year, all that kind of stuff. So this is exactly that kind of trade that I think we talk about a lot during find me a trade, especially where it's like, you got to pick a direction. This is the kind of trade that picks a direction. You know what I mean? Like Jackson Smith and Jigba is a project player. He's a young kid. He's going to get better. He's a stud. He's got a ton of talent. I'm not too worried about his future, but I'm kind of worried about his now. And Pollard is kind of the opposite, right? Like running backs are not necessarily the longest asset to invest in. So could be interesting on that. But Ronnie, what are your thoughts on this trade? I think it's dope. I would, there you uh, go. <laughs> I would love it. If I was a contender and I got to get a starting running back, like a top 10 running back, for it. I didn't have to give up the first next year. That's sick. I think it's cool. I mean, <laughs> that's it doesn't sick. happen in my that's dope. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's very nineties <laughs> like your background. It makes I uh, I also particularly love it because Trey Lance doesn't matter. I, I don't think people really process that the San Francisco 49ers and the 
the administration there basically said, we screwed up so badly here that we are willing to put our jobs on the line and take whatever we can get for this player. We mortgaged our future for him. They did a great job managing the team. Otherwise, obviously, the 49ers are still there, thanks in part to hitting on the double of Tom Brady. But, uh, I, dude, why is anyone picking up Trey Lance? Who cares? Well, no, we're not talking about Trey Lance. Let's be, let's be clear. Trey Lance is not involved in this trade. He's I know. Just I just the team name. I just think it's oh, awesome. Oh, oh, yeah. this makes so much more sense. Yeah. I kept looking at it. I was like, was what like, are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, Trey Lance. I don't care that he's in the trade. I think, no, I'm uh, with you. I'm with you. And I, yeah. I think that Trey Lance doesn't matter at all. But to pivot back, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I know you're a fan of. And that's a huge one. And that's a big part of this trade, obviously. And then Tony Pollard, I think Greg even here in the chat is like, he, he's not a fan of this. Greg is saying not an even trade, but you can't legislate against stupidity. I don't know, Greg. I don't, I think you, well, not, you, I agree. You can't legislate against stupidity. I mean, he says also like teams wide receiver three for. I mean, in redraft, it's not a fair trade. In, in, in redraft, it's in terrible. Dynasty, yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I still don't think it's really that great of a trade in Dynasty. I'm with Greg. I would rather have the Pollard side, but I get the logic. Is what I'm saying. I would rather have Pollard. Like Pollard. DTC agrees. Pollard is worth on their scale twenty three point one in a fourteen team league like this one, and Jackson Smith and Jigba is worth twenty. So they're close. But again, I, I probably would have wanted more if I'm sending Pollard. But if that's what you can get, then that's what you can get, yeah. right? Like, I don't mind that logic. And in a 14-teamer, sometimes you got to make a little bit of a crazy trade here and there. And anything within 10% is fine. This is just outside of that. I don't really mind too much. So I think it's an interesting trade and definitely something that uh, is worth talking about. And maybe others are doing the same. But I would rather have Pollard, too. I'm with you. Unless uh, my let's team do... is so bad. Well, yeah, I'm... exactly. Unless you're yeah, just, like, punting everything, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's do a quick rundown of the leagues just so that we're kind of going through it. We do this. <clears throat> sorry, I've been doing this all season. Uh, DJ won. Uh, the Junkies team is six and three. We're doing all right. We're getting through it with some double headers there. Uh, Funky Bunch and Gators Bitches are still tied together at eight and one now, tied for first. Uh, so I know that's the other thing I love about this is we I get to read some fun team names. Uh, in DJ two, the one that we just went through, that, that was that same league. Rocky and Scott and myself. So both of our teams are three and three right in the middle. And Andrew Ember's Rocky team is still five and one. Rocky and Scott's team is trash though and shouldn't even have three wins. We're rebuilding and don't want to have three wins. I was actually gonna ask <laughs> if you if you even knew you were three and three, is my was my yeah. question. Like, because your team was not supposed to be that good. You, you were go- no. going into the season almost in a rebuild, and now you're even, which is which rookie did you hit on? Puka, HN. Uh I don't remember which Anthony one Richardson for the first few games. Uh, yeah. Well, you uh, have a very low points total, like a potential yeah. points and everything. But you got yeah, Justin we haven't Fields, done Desmond that well. Rick. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, yeah, Justin Fields blew up. I think that got us a win. And uh, we, yeah, it's basically Fields, Jalen Warren, lots of running backs. Brees Hall, yeah. like it's Imari DiMarcado. I think you picked up. That was an interesting move. Like there, there's just some there's some fun on that team. It could be good, but your receivers are trash, man. Like you got Marquise Brown, and that's about yes. it, right? Cortland Sutton. You had A.T. Perry on your roster. Like, what are you doing? Uh, but that's the thing about this league, and that's the thing about any league, really. In a 14-teamer, it gets desperate, but you never know. You could always win a, win a game you don't deserve it. Uh, and that's something that we see often. Uh, DJ2 is a fun one, though. It's a good group, and I'm, I'm glad they're here. Uh, we actually have DJ3, though. We have an update there, too. Uh, we're, all of us are on that chaos team together, which is fun. And we're 4-2 and two with nine victory points. Tied for first with Trading Places, who is technically in first by record as the tiebreak. So, again, that's a fun one, and we're getting through that one. So, all three of these leagues are similar but different, and that's what we love about them. So, again, thank you so much for everybody being in those leagues. Uh, It's been a lot of fun so far, and we're looking forward to some more as we go through the rest of this. 
Uh, Rocky, did you have anything you wanted to cover on the, the leagues before we move on to our final segment of the night? Nope. Let's get to find me a trade. That's what I was hoping you would say, because it's my favorite segment of the evening. Find me a trade. That's right, Brian. Find me a trade. This is where we find a trade for one of our listeners. This week is submitted by Jesse Schott, who is uh, one of our listeners. I think he's in the DJ3 league, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, Rocky? I think so. It's two or I feel three. Like I should know that, but it's two or three. I'm pretty sure yeah. <laughs> it's three for some reason. But Jesse, thank you for being in the league, whichever one you're in. Uh, let me see if it is. It is two. It is two because he's Bing Pot, which is again one of my favorite yes. team names of all time. I think maybe I'm wrong on that. Uh, point being, this is uh, yes, that is his team, Bing Pot, and in, in number two, this is a one-hit wonders league. And Rocky, before the show started, you told me that this is actually a league that you commission and run that I did not know. Yes. So last week we waited forever to get Andrew Ember in the system, and we waited since April, I think. And then Jesse submits a league, and we do it the exact same next week with you on the show like an idiot, and I didn't <laughs> even look it up. So we'll we'll save your trade for last. Uh, but this his uh, one-hit wonders league, I want you to talk about that when we get there. But his team is Semisonic, terrific one-hit wonder. Big fan of that. It's a 12-team Superflex PPR, full one-point extra for tight end premium. Uh, and tell me if any of this is wrong, Rocky, since it's your league. Oh, no, uh, it's, it's not wrong. It's a crazy league. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying it's 12 teams. Like all of this is correct so far, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think you're just about the stuff that's coming up. That's the no, no. crazy part. No, this is where it, this is where it does get crazy. Yeah. So it's a 12 team start 12 where it's one QB, three running back, four receiver, tight end, two flex, and a super flex. I yep. I don't like three running back leagues. I, I don't like four receiver leagues, and this is both. <laughs> so yep. that's exciting. Uh, I'll pull up the league and pull different. up his team. No, I don't blame you. I'll pull up the league if you want to read his quick little thoughts, because he doesn't even have much to say, to be honest. It's pretty straightforward what his uh, what his plan is or lack of a plan, I guess. Yeah, so he's, you want to read took that. over an orphan uh, that I think won last year, which it did. He's right. Um, and honestly, not sure if I should go all in, go for a QB and push for a win or not. Uh, need help with the direction I should be taking with this team. And I will say this too, since you're in the league, Rocky, you're not allowed to provide any real uh, a commentary because it'll all be skewed by your opinions. <laughs> sort of. Okay. Uh, you could just say, Jesse, just give me all your players. That doesn't make sense. You can definitely add commentary. I'm just kidding. Um, but I do want to start, Ronnie, with your trade first. I know looking at the sheet, you put a lot of notes together for this. So I'm, I'm curious, I guess, what you yeah. will, Well, let me, let me, before we get into the trade, before we get into the trade, let me read the team. I forgot. I got to read the team first. Uh, this is Semisonic's team or Jesse's team. Uh, he's got Matt Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, Gardner Menchie, Daniel Jones, Andy Dalton, and some scrubs there left over at quarterback. Uh, running back, he's got Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, Chase Edmonds, Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, Kareem Hunt, Cam Akers. So some good names there, some good options. Receiver is, in my opinion, probably his uh, strongest position. He's got Tyree Kill, Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams. Maybe not as strongest, I guess. I forgot. David Corey Davis, Devontae Parker. Not that great. Uh, tight end, he's got Travis Kelsey and a bunch of other players, Tyler Higby, Moali Cox, Jonu Smith, some other names you might have heard of. But overall, this team is a little bit rough. I will say that. It, it, it does look like it's right in the middle of the pack, which is exactly what the standings show. But then, Ronnie, yes, yeah, sorry for the uh, the cutoff there. What what was your thoughts on this team, and what would you do if you were Jesse? All right, Jesse, I've been playing fantasy football for two decades. I said it earlier. There's a guy in our chat right now who's been playing fantasy football since the 1980s. You came to the right place. Yes. Uh, I've done Dynasty for 15, 14 years, and I would fold this team like immediately. 
especially if you have a trade deadline coming up. Because currently speaking, I'm going to read off my notes here. You get a number of anchors that are in their final window, ranging from like Kelsey to Kamara. Um, considering that the league is super flex and the marriage of your quarterback situation with the standings plus the lucrativity, lucrativeness of next year's uh, class, I think you've got the ability right now to move multiple veterans that are heading towards the end of their relevancy for some pretty serious capital. I, I think that you can move guys like Hill and Kelsey. I know it probably really hurts to move on from Hill, but let's remember that he said he might retire like next year, maybe the year after, but I don't think he's long for the league. He's a speed freak too. guys that hit the 30, 31 year old age, especially with his workload. I'm moving out on Hill if I'm not contending right now. Uh, Kelsey, same thing. Uh, you could probably get a first plus for Kelsey and maybe even Kamara, but definitely Kelsey in a super flex league right now. Maybe around a first for Adams. I would just throw away all of your quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but here's the deal. I didn't put in a trade in the notes, so I pulled up your league and I went directly to the 6-0 team, achy breaky heart. This guy has yes. Josh Allen, Jordan Love, Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. I would go ahead and send him Matthew Stafford in a trade. I would I'd put that into the trade first. Then I would go in and try and entice him to swap Alvin Kamara and Brian, Brian Robinson with you. I think Brian Robinson has four to five years of relevancy. He's really good. And he, he serves a role that as long as that coaching staff stays in place for the next half decade, he is going to be a featured back. Um, and then if you can, he's got Luke Shoemaker, who doesn't really mean a lot to me, but he could be something down the road. I like his profile coming out. If you could go give this guy Travis Kelsey, I think you might be able to pull – for those three players throwing in Kelsey there at the end and pulling in Shoemaker, two first this year, next year, plus a second, and take your pick of wide receivers. I'd want to pull in Marvin Mims and Jacoby Myers and maybe swap him Devonta Adams. If you sent him that whole thing and said, hey, we don't have to do all of this, but you can take pieces of this and let's talk. Uh, you might piss off all your league mates, which is really fun because you help the best <laughs> team. And... You, you walk out of this thing just sitting pretty, kick back, relax, head into one of the best draft classes in a decade, and uh, just reap the benefits next year. I like that. I like where your head's at. And obviously, my trade is similar. But obviously, this is, this is exactly what I would say, too, is you have to pick a direction. And I don't know if your direction is going to be contending, right? I just I don't know if I see that as being easy or fun. Uh, we're through six weeks, you know, just started the seventh. You're, you're really going to have to grind it out to, to get up to the top, especially because this team is three and three. Um, but the top teams are outscoring you by, you know, 20 points a week at this point. Like you, you're not going to get there without a massive give up. And I don't know if it'd be worth it. I'm kind of with you, Ronnie. I'd look at this and say, all right, let's let's punt a little bit. Let's try to go get some picks. Obviously, this is a, a very serious league if Rocky is running it. So let's be careful. Um, but again, I don't think that you're going to have a lot of people in this league that are going to be you know, throwing first away, you know, they're, they're going to be wanting to get their value back, but I think your valuations are pretty close. Uh, I think the one thing you said too, multiple firsts for uh, Hill and Kelsey, I think Kelsey might, you might have a hard time getting multiple firsts for him, but I think first and a young player could work, you know, that kind of mentality. And I think Hill, you're on the right track there too. I think moving Hill as, as scoring as he's doing, like he's crushing it right now. Some of those other teams other than achy breaky heart might be interested in that to kind of put them over the top. Right. So I think your, your head's at where I was going to go. Rocky, I'll wait to get your input until after I give my trade so that you can kind of go all at once since you're in this league. But mine was in the same kind of vein that you mentioned, which is 
let's send Stafford. I don't need Stafford on this roster. And my thought was, I don't need Keenan Allen on this roster. I don't need Travis oh, Kelsey on this Keenan. roster. No, no, hang on. Keenan's not on the roster anymore, which is what Rocky's <laughs> going to get into. We'll get to so, okay. Keenan Allen was on the roster, but Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey, Matt Stafford, and hell, Gardner Minshew, pick another quarterback. Send that all to Aki Breaky Heart for Josh Allen. And there are two thoughts I had with this. Aki Breaky Heart is 6-0, and but is not the leader in scoring. He's actually third, I think, in scoring behind two of the teams that are 5-1. and one. So in my mind, I'm like, achy, break your heart might be looking at this like I squeaked into six and oh, I'm getting lucky. I need to make some moves. Right. And I think that's where you might be able to take care of, take advantage of some of that, that kind of twist. Right. Yeah. The other thing, like you said before, too, is this uh, achy, break your heart has Mahomes. He has love. He doesn't really need Allen, although I'm sure he loves having Allen and Mahomes. I know most people would. And again, Rocky, if you're achy, break your heart, that would be hilarious. Um, I'm not, but I, I am the team that leads the league in scoring right said. Ah, I like it. Okay. <laughs> so my other thought then is if you're sending Allen, you're sending Kelsey, you're sending Stafford, those are three starters. And there's plenty of, I don't know, chaff on this roster that you can get rid of. Uh, there are some, you know, he's, he's rostering Juwan Jennings, Xavier Hutchinson, Xavier Gibson. Uh, what was the other Chris Moore? Like there's a bunch of just, you could get rid of a lot of this. And I think if you're going to win this league, you're going to have to have depth. Uh, he He's, six and oh with Jonathan Taylor missing four weeks. He's six and oh with Derrick Henry being kind of subpar and now on a buy. So this is where we start to get into bye weeks too. And week seven is a rough one. He's got a lot of guys on seven by. So my thought is if I could send you some depth and get Josh Allen to help my rebuild, I'm fine to do that. However, Rocky had a different plan and decided to make a trade for Keenan Allen. So Rocky, <laughs> why don't you get into that trade and then your general thoughts on the league? Even. Yeah. And you, I, I do like your trade too. Um, I do, I guess, I do wonder if it's, a, if, if they're willing to get that, uh, that much age for Allen uh, is the only thing I'd be concerned about, but I think it's a, a, a pretty fair. Um, you're getting, well, Allen I mean, is a little Kelsey hurt, is, right? He's been dinged yeah. up. Like, so maybe there's some concern there. Maybe you can strike on that. Maybe, I don't know. It's the only thing I can come up with for when Allen 2.0 premium, especially Kelsey yep. is huge. So, uh, if they want the plan, Keenan is killing it as we talked about earlier. So speaking of which, uh, yes. we actually did find a trade for, for Jesse here because <laughs> I made a trade with Jesse a couple hours before the show, um, which was very actually collusion. Very- <laughs> kind of, yeah, well. which is it's a very basic, simple trade, though. But actually, this also kind of gets into some more of the craziness of the league, too. When uh, it's not quite as simple as it seems, where uh, I traded them a 24 second for Keenan Allen. Um, but a 24 second in this league isn't necessarily a 24 second because, in addition to all the crazy starting requirements, uh, in the rookie draft every year they are there are first that are two years out ah. so in the 24 draft you can draft 2026 first interesting so I like basically that wrinkle. from what we've only been doing this for two years and the first year was the the auction startup uh now we're just doing drafts from here on now it's not auction rookie drafts <laughs> Uh, but last year, the first, and I guess it'll probably depend on the class, but last year, the first, uh, the future first started going towards the end of the first round. And then a lot of the second round uh, was future first. So Mayan will probably be late because, like I said, I'm leading the league in points. I got a pretty good team. Receiver is probably my weakest spot, uh, especially since you have to start four. I'm not super deep there. Uh, but, uh, 
that second, even if it's not a future first, it's probably more like an early second because so much of the second round will be future first, if that all made sense. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's probably and that's, that's an interesting wrinkle I didn't know. Yeah. That's a good yeah, one. You didn't put that on I like there. that. Yeah. So it's it's basically even though I'm a contending team, that's really more the equivalent of either a future or I mean of a 24 early second or a uh 26 first depending on where it lands and how long the first lasts uh the future first lasts but so yeah so i i got keenan allen from so he is looking to he's kind of agreeing with us that he's i think starting to need to break this down uh and i kind of agree too i you know after looking at you know looking closer at his roster because i don't necessarily just stroll scroll through my whole league's rosters all the time sure. <laughs> but looking at it for the show i definitely did think it, it is there's a lot of nice pieces there for for a win now team but it's also kind of looks like it's going to be dying soon so and it's not enough now like you said he's like uh, it's a very high scoring league because of all the starters and and some of the premiums and stuff and uh, he's like 20 points off uh, kind of the top three or four teams. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it makes sense for him to break it down. He's starting to do that. And I think you guys gave him some good recommendations for, for some other ideas. Uh, just can't include Keenan Allen in there now. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought that was funny. Like, I come up with this and then Rocky sends me a note like, hey, uh, I just traded Keenan for Keenan Allen. I'm like, oh, well, I'm leaving my trade anyway. We'll do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The other piece of advice I want to give you, Jesse, is you've got IR slots. Why aren't you using them? You've got Chubb and Edmonds both in your active roster. What? This is one of those. I want to do that all like, the time because I'm I know, in many leagues. I, was gonna say, I know a lot of people that don't pay attention, but that is the, the, in my mind, that is the biggest way to take advantage of anything you can is put those guys on IR and go grab someone else. You, and if I'm rebuilding, this is actually something this came up on Twitter, and this is a perfect time to discuss it. Um, if I'm rebuilding, I'm churning that back into my roster every week. I'm looking for upside. I'm trying to hit every player I can. I give them two weeks. If they don't do anything, they're out of there. Like I picked up David Bell. He didn't do anything. I dropped him for Ronnie Rivers. He didn't do anything. Now he's on IR. I dropped him for whoever. You know what I mean? Like just constantly keep looking yeah. for those edges because that's where you get guys like Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua and things like that where they, they are not maybe not this year because they broke out so early, but those kind of players can break out in week seven and week nine and week 12. Like, you never know what kind of opportunity you're going to get, right? So that's where I would say, in my mind, that's the first thing I would do with this league if I had this team is I would fill every IR spot I could. I would try to, well, cut Corey Davis. He's retired, for God's sake. Like, why is he on your roster, right? So, like, there's some of this stuff that, like, Jesse, I love you, but what the heck, man? Like, this is just ridiculous. Uh, and then, obviously, like you said too, Ronnie, get rid of some of these aging guys. Go get some younger guys. Go get some picks. The rebuilding is probably the most fun, the most rewarding, and the most work of any kind of team you're going to have. Uh, the teams where I'm contending, where it's kind of like set it and forget it, where the roster is pretty obvious and they don't have to make any decisions, it's kind of autopilot almost. Like it just sort of goes. And the rebuilds are where I spend a lot of my energy, a lot of my time. It, uh, and that's what I like. It's it's what I prefer. So it's so much more fun to trade in a rebuild too. Like yes. you, you can take advantage of so many things when you don't care about scoring points. It's, I don't care about really, points. I'm just looking for next yeah. year. And I don't care about injured players. Like I love trading for injuries. Like and, and people yeah. that are on the injury dip. Like yeah. Oh, that's. I mean, again, I've I've turned teams around in one year because of that. Right. We're like I'm I'm kind of punting and not really sure my direction. And then I just go trade for all of the injured players. And the next year I win it all. Like that's happened to me in two or three leagues, I think now, where I just go from nothing to everything. It's just, it's so rewarding too to actually pull that off. So hopefully, a, Jesse, we gave you some good answers there. But Ronnie, you got anything else? I'm sorry. One more thing. Uh, just a reminder, Kelsey, 
Hill, Kamara, Devontae Adams. Move those five guys. And then I actually might go in, pay $25, get Fantasy Pros my playbook, pull up the league analyzer, and look at those top five teams and figure out which one needs a wide receiver, which one needs a tight end. Or if you don't want to pay the money, make a spreadsheet, look at them yourself, make the notes, and then just shoot those guys a text and be like, hey, do you want Devontae Adams? Send the other guy, hey, you want Travis Kelsey? And uh, make it happen. And especially, especially with the wide receivers and running backs in this league too, people are going to need more than, than yes. in a normal league. So it, it's you can even kind of take more advantage if you're trying to start doing this. And something else, also, I don't know. Go ahead. I was going to say you can also put it in the league chat. List those five guys oh, out yeah. and be like, yo, they're on the table. First come, first serve. Yep. Even Make me that. an offer. I'll say yes. Exactly. Something I just noticed, and I'm not even sure if you caught this yet, Rocky, but Dexy's Midnight Runners has all but one of the first round picks. Yeah, that I did realize so that. I didn't want to ruin your tricky. guys' flow, but um, it does make it harder to trade for the firsts. Because well, has... that also though, with what you said about the seconds being first in some way, then like maybe that's where you just target seconds. And you look at this and you say, all right, instead of Kelsey, instead of getting a first, you get two seconds or three seconds or whatever you can get. You might be able to kind of go around and get all of the seconds or even all of the thirds. There's going to be a ton of value there. I would still say try to acquire whatever you can. Uh, it's interesting to Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Like there's some other players I would try to like, honestly, Anthony Richardson is one I would probably be interested in. Yeah. Uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners is kind of overperforming right now. They've got the third or second worst score in the league, but they're three and three. So there could be some logic where Dexy's is like, you know what? Maybe I make a run for it. Maybe I go here and you can get some of those firsts out of them. Yeah, for Kelsey I would imagine he's not so. making all 11 picks. So <laughs> Exactly. And I think a lot of people will trade for the picks. And then, like I said, when they start to show up and they're like, hey, I'm not doing well, but I'm three and three. I mean, right in the middle of the pack here, I could make a run. And that's when players like Hill and Adams and Kelsey, like those players become much more valuable to a team like that. So I think we've given you a ton of options there, Jesse. Hopefully you can come up with a good trade and uh, definitely report back to us in the DJ2 group chat even or on Twitter with what you come up with. Uh, Ronnie, anything else you want to get into before we kick it out of here tonight? Not really. I asked a really <laughs> fun question in this uh, Twitter space before I hopped on. I'll throw it at you guys, and then I got nothing else. Um, oh, other than uh, go balls, Bama hate week. If you're watching <laughs> and you're an Alabama fan, I don't like you. Don't follow me on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Uh, let's say that you're in a Debbie league. But it's not really a debit. You just have a guaranteed acquisition of Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. If, but you have to make this trade. You have to trade away Puka Nakua. How much more are you adding to Puka to uh, make that trade happen? As of right now, not knowing where he's going, not knowing the future of anything, just as of today. Mm -hmm. Probably not much, to be honest with you. I think it, it's because Marvin Harrison, as of right now, is definitely going to be a dominant force wherever he lands. It's just I'm worried it's going to be like JSN where he lands behind two other receivers. And so there's a lot of risk with Wait him. till he lands at the Colts. Well, or on the Broncos with Russ again. You know what I mean? Like there, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of dud places. That you're just like, oh, no, like if he, he goes to the Tennessee. Colts. Skyrocket, baby. No, I know. I'm saying, but then there's also bad teams, right? Where it's like, oh, you know, like he lands on Tennessee and you're like, oh, God, now he's with. Malik Willis or Will Levis, like, I don't want, oh, like, it's just there's some bad spots, you know? And I think knowing what I know now, and, and even with that guarantee, I might say they're pretty close to even, unfortunately, because Puka's just scoring points. Granted, not this week, but most weeks he's scoring really well. 
and that's hard to find. And I tend to prefer points over potential. What do you think, Rafi? I'm I lean more towards you, where I wouldn't add a ton to to Puka. I, I, I'm more about when I see, and I, this is weird to say because we're only five weeks into his career but when i yeah. see proven production that that just outweighs the potential of rookies to me i think a lot more than it does for some people and this is proven young production again only five weeks i get it but you don't you don't get 35 targets in two games to start your career if you're not a really good football player yeah. so yeah. I, I think he's just gonna i've said and I said even before Cup came back, and we and we saw it in his first game back that he was perfectly fine. The last game didn't go so well, but he uh, he he can be like the, the Robert Woods to Cup. Robert Woods was a, a low end wide receiver one, high end two with Cup um, at Cup's peak. So uh, and, and then Cup, you know, how much longer does Cup have? And then Puka can can step into the to the wide receiver one role there, like he was doing for the first three weeks, and just get pumped by get target, there, pumped up with targets. So uh, I again, I, it, it may be presumptuous to think in five weeks we know everything about him, but I just he showed so much in those five weeks that I I basically consider it proven production, and the guy's a rookie, and I I. I want him almost as much as I would want Marvin Harrison, even though well, I know it, the guy's great. Doesn't it feel like you would be trading the known good of Puka for the what could be as good as Puka Marvin Harrison? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like kind of it feels like no, no, no. I don't want. I don't want the boat. Give me the box. It could be anything. It could even be a boat. Like it's what it feels like to me. It's one of those trades, and that's so crazy because again, two months ago, not even two months ago, oh, six God. weeks it ago, would have been right? insane. Puka this conversation was a third rounder. <laughs> yeah, Puka was a third rounder, and a lot of places were like, no, he's not going to be anything because Cooper Cup is coming back, and that team I is mean, terrible, and nope, he is he is dominating. So that's a great question, Ronnie. Thank you for that. Uh, anything you want to push or promote before we uh, we kind of close it up for shop for the night? Um, I actually, yeah, I think in the next month and a half or so, I'm going to start doing some things with that Fantasy Proceeds Twitter account, and uh, the nonprofit the filing and everything is in motion, and all that's really exciting. And so if people could go and follow that account, I think it only has 46, 47 followers right now. It's been very low-key, not a lot of publicity. Um, but I'm hoping to do some things that help change a lot of people's lives for the better. And it's probably going to start in a lot of ways with that account. So that would be my number one ask. Love it. Yeah, no, definitely go follow Fantasy Proceeds on X. Uh, follow Ronnie at Ronnie A. Evans. Follow me at Andrew Hall. Follow Rocky at Dynasty FF Addict. You can follow us on the Dynasty Junkies handle as well, at Dynasty Junkies. Uh, follow us on the DAP Network uh, on YouTube. If you follow us anywhere, mention, subscribe, rate, review, do all of those things. Uh, thank you so much to everybody in the chat. Greg was a big fan in the chat. Greg Kellogg, a longtime Dynasty Love you, Greg. player. Troy Olson showed up in the chat for a little bit. We had uh, Tater Wolf, yeah, Albert in there. So a lot of good people in the chat. I uh, appreciate you guys all stopping by. Thanks so much. Hopefully the rest of your Thursday, the rest of your, your week seven goes well for everybody. But with that, I want to kick it to you, Rocky, to take us out of here. Uh, you kind of shout out everybody already. So I guess that just leaves me to say junkies out.